Good morning and welcome to this worship assembly and may I take you to the 20th chapter of John, the Gospel of John chapter 20. There is a statement in that chapter I need to read for us in just a moment or two. You can see on the slide that this sermon is the 12th and final sermon in a series for 2022 with emphasis on this theme. What a difference it can make in your life when you just use the Bible. What a difference it can make in your life when you just use the Bible. And you can see on the slide, looking back over the 12 sermons, that fundamentals sourced in Scripture have been covered this year. Who God is, Christ, the Holy Spirit, who gave us the Old Testament and the New Testament. How to become a Christian and then be a Christian as a member of the Lord's church waiting for the second coming, knowing there are only two eternal places of destination, heaven or hell. Now, what does all this come down to? It really comes down to the individual. It, come down, it comes down to the individual. Here's the scene in John chapter 20. It was on the first day of the week after the crucifixion of Christ. The friends of Jesus had discovered the tomb was empty. The body of Jesus was not there. And Mary heard these words. Woman, why are you weeping? Whom are you seeking? As all of this unfolded, it became evident God had raised Jesus from the dead. The word used by Paul in 1 Timothy 3.16 is vindicated. Now Thomas had not been present in the initial gathering, but the other disciples testified to him, we have seen the Lord. Thomas replied, unless I see in his hands the print of the nails and put my finger into the print of the nails, and put my hands into his side, I will not believe. A few days later, what Thomas requested came to pass, and in this meeting, Jesus spoke to Thomas, and we have now arrived at John 20, 28. Thomas answered and said to Jesus, My Lord and my God. He could have said, Our Lord and our God, and that would have been true. But Thomas expressed his faith as personal. See, this moment was about his personal acknowledgement. The fullness of his faith in Jesus Christ as the risen Lord. So, let me ask, how do you think of God? I need to inquire of myself, how do I think of God? Well, we have knowledge. We believe in his existence. We believe he has communicated to us in the written word. But... 
is all of that personal? Is the idea merely at some academic level, played out at ground level in just a group setting? You believe in the concept of God, you read and process what the Bible says about God and Christ and faith and obedience. So when an event is set up like this, an assembly of saints, you show up. But is that it? Or is it personal and daily? Does it mean something to you? Does it move you and guide how you think and speak and act and live every single day? Can your faith in God be honestly expressed in this personal way? And I inquire of myself in a similar way. My Lord and my God. Thomas was part of a group. But his faith was personal and so expressed in this confession. My Lord and my God. What a difference it can make in your life when you just use the Bible. Knowing that you can have a personal relationship with God. You can obey the gospel of Christ. You can be a child of God. You can know him and he knows you. We are part of a group. I spoke to that group dynamic last Sunday. But here's the emphasis today. You and God. I want to start here. God seeks a personal relationship with every single person. Obviously on his terms. Start with his creation work in the beginning. God wasn't obligated to create all things. In his grace, it was his will, it was his choice to create the heavens and the earth. Then God wanted the earth to be occupied with people. So he created man in his own image. And again, he was not under obligation to do so. God wanted the people he made to come to him and serve him and walk with him. He gave attention to human beings and their needs even when human beings were not devoted to him. After many generations of sin, still he sent his son to give his life a sacrifice that makes it possible for sinners to be saved. God seeks a personal relationship with every one made in his image. Everyone here. You can access your creator through Jesus Christ. He wants us to be his children. Amazing grace. Then as we take another step into this, we need God. I'm not talking about the group of us now, but each one, you, me. As I go through this this morning, we need to think of ourselves as individuals. What we're talking about is not just something 
to feel good about, that God seeks to save sinners. Much deeper than that, we need Him. Every one of us, we need for present and eternal reasons to be in His family. Here I am affirming something against the grain of popular thought in many circles. You may hear people say, or you may read what someone has written something like this. Why do I need God? I'm doing just fine. Those who offer this boast may be doing fine in terms of temporal conditions, may have money, be in good health, have a lot of fun and success as the world defines it, but life is about so much more. Life is about preparing for when life is over. What then? You need God. I need God. And He is worthy of our praise. He is worthy of our praise. In Acts chapter 17, beginning at verse 24, listen to what is said by Paul as he was preaching in Athens. Beginning in verse 24, Acts 17. The God who made the world and everything in it, being Lord of heaven and earth, does not live in temples made by man, nor is he served by human hands as though he needed anything, since he himself gives to all mankind life and breath and everything. And he made from one man every nation of mankind to live on all the face of the earth, having determined allotted periods and the boundaries of their dwelling place, that they should seek God and perhaps feel their way toward him and find him. This is the God of creation, the God of the Bible the Father of the Lord Jesus Christ. The more you learn of Him, the more you will be compelled to seek the Lord and find Him. And Paul assures us He is not far from each one of us. God is worthy of our praise. And we are deficient in mind and life until we acknowledge Him. Job said in his acknowledgement of God, Naked I came from my mother's womb, and naked I will depart. The Lord gave, and the Lord is taken away. May the name of the Lord be praised. You praise Him in your response to Jesus Christ. Further, your personal relationship with God determines your future and eternal well-being. Do you think you can do your best in this life without the one who gave you life, the Creator? Do you think you can be the best kind of person without obeying the God who made you? Do you imagine that you can cope with tragedy? You can serve people well. You can be a good husband and wife, or father, or mother, and all of that without a relationship with the one who made you. 
Do you think you can die and just automatically somehow slip into heaven when you have not sought at all to be a child of God here? A person without God cannot have the whole life the Creator intended and cannot form good individual relationships. For in Him we live and move and have our very being. Paul wrote in Romans chapter 1 that people who do not praise and serve the Lord open their hearts up to futility and darkness. He did that in Romans 1.21. And then he went on to say in Romans chapter 2, he spoke of the eternal outcome of disobedience to God. I'm in Romans chapter 2 verses 8 through 11. But for those who are self-seeking and do not obey the truth, but obey unrighteousness, there will be wrath and fury, there will be tribulation and distress for every human being who does evil, the Jew first and also the Greek, but glory and honor and peace for everyone who does good, the Jew first and also for the Greek, for God shows no partiality. We have covered two very simple truths. God seeks a personal relationship with individuals. He wants us to be His children. Number two, every individual needs to respond to Him. Psalms 118.28 ought to be the anxious confession of each of us to God. You are my God and I will praise you. You are my God. I will exalt you. We need to believe in God and respond to Him so that the one God and Father of all lives in us. As it says in Ephesians 4 and verse 6, There is one God and Father of all who is over all and through all and in all. How can this come to pass? Jesus died to make it happen. I want us to open our Bibles to 1 Peter 3 and find verse 18. 1 Peter 3 and verse 18. Christ also suffered once for sins, the just for the unjust, that he might bring us to God being put to death in the flesh, but made alive in the Spirit. Let me read that again with emphasis. For Christ also suffered once for sins, the just for the unjust, that he might bring us to God, being put to death in the flesh, but made alive by the Spirit. Look at that powerful phrase, bring us to God. Can you get there on your own? I can't get there on my own, can you? Even if I stop doing what is wrong and give up all my sin and turn over a new leaf and start reading the Bible and go to church three times a week and give all my goods to feed the poor, I can't work my way out of sin to God without Christ. 
even with all my work, my obedience. What that is, what obedience is, is a reception of the gift of salvation by a gracious God. That's what that is. God knew of our spiritual infirmity long before we did. And he acted. He sent his son. Anybody who reads the Bible and studies the New Testament is immediately struck by its emphasis on the death of Christ so that sinners might be brought to God. So that Christians can say what Thomas said on a personal level. My Lord... And my God. And as written in Hebrews 4.16, let us come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. C.S. Lewis wasn't right about everything he wrote, but he had this right. If we let ourselves, we shall always be waiting for and looking for some excuse. Some distraction, some cause for delay, keeping us from really getting down to work on our relationship with God. But the fact of the matter is the only people who receive and achieve in their relationship with God are those who want it so badly. They will seek it even when conditions do not seem to be favorable. And they will seek it consistently every single day from the inside out. Belief, attitude, treatment of people, obedience to God through Jesus Christ. Consider, finally, this opening statement in the 63rd Psalm. O God, you are my God. Earnestly I will seek you, my soul thirsts for you, my flesh faints for you, as in a dry and weary land where there is no water. Your soul cannot be fully satisfied. Your eternal welfare cannot be secure until your relationship with God is secure. In Christ, growing, conquering sin, and able to say confidently, My God and I, as the old hymn reflects. You can become a child of God today, believing Jesus to be God's Son. You can turn from your sin. You can confess your faith. You can be baptized into Christ and live faithfully thereafter and have a personal, forever relationship with God. Let's be standing as we sing. <clears throat> oh,